0: Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and this December I attended the Indie Cork Film Festival. First up, I spoke with festival director Una Feely about the changes to this year's festival and all the wonderful films they received. Um, so thank you so much. Oh, my God, it, it's been a lovely festival so far and um, lovely kind of Christmassy vibe. So tell me uh, what was your highlight?
1: Oh, um well in one way I'd say Gemma a big highlight is getting to do the festival because normally we're on in early October so this year we had to move to December because our venue the Arc Cinema was closed for a fabulous new refurbishment so we stuck with the venue decided that we will put the festival on when the venue is ready and that saw us move to this the week before Christmas
0: (laughs) you get people celebrating
1: get people celebrating and also the excitement and kind of challenge if I'm honest as well of going into a new building from day one, same day the festival opened, Um, but we have great partners in the Arc Cinema and so we pulled together and thankfully we're on second last day now and everything's been going really well and actually funnily enough I think audiences have been welcoming having something to go to before Christmas that doesn't involve shopping and being on the street so they've been coming into the cinema which is fabulously luxurious now with reclining seats and something very new for Cork City.
0: So it is so gorgeous. It's so uh, cinematic, actually, the, the, yeah. <laughs> the aesthetic of it when you're in there and really luxurious. Um, tell me a little bit about how um, how has the program been? Like, what was your highlights of it so far?
1: Well, Start the programming year by getting our entries in, and this year we had nearly three thousand entries. And from those entries, we whittle it down to just forty international shorts, about a hundred Irish shorts, and um, a small number of features and documentaries. So it sort of slowly comes together over a few months, and we sort of look at the different flavors and see what we're missing, what we need more of. But this year, we were really happy that. Like Indie Cork is really strong for short films so we have a lot of short films from all over the world but particularly Cork and Irish filmmakers as well but we added a layer this year of international films um, from all over the world so we have Kazakhstan, Japan, Chile uh, a real spread of film and I think that sort of brought a different kind of view to the festival that it's not that it was missing but it's, it's just more kind of delineated and so the program I feel is richer because of that.
0: Was there any like I know filmmakers submit shorts? Were there any themes maybe that you could see in the the, the films that you're going in when you get that much work? Is there anything that you can see like how people are processing and mm-hmm. um, you know like all the the troubles that are there? Do you know it's like say there's a lot of homelessness shorts?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there there's definitely I think short filmmakers are definitely working through and and covering different issues like besides the aesthetics of it and their artistic vision you know you're seeing things as you said homelessness actually does come up in it but also just the pressures that young people are under you know the the pressures of making their way in the world um, where they're going to be and um, who they are all of that comes up and they're handling it in their work and I think short films have this kind of immediacy to them as well that filmmakers can just pick up their the camera they can make us do a small shoot um, and
0: and they're, they're just tackling those issues definitely and has there been a response from the audience so far like what has the feedback been the the feedback is
1: really good I mean last night we had Trish McAdams film Songs of Blood and Destiny which is outstanding and really individual like strong piece of artistic work, and it shows you know, the
0: importance of um, performance. How the weight of performance that, like you know, I mean, her visuals are gorgeous, but that mm. stripped back is so like it just reaches out, and it's so confronting the way it's performed as
1: well. Yeah, I think um obviously Marina Carr's poem "I Girl" um was Trish's source, but I think Trish has brought all her kind of mastery of cinema to it. And it, it's just such a statement. It's hard to imagine anything like it in Irish cinema or anything that could come. But I, I just think Trish is a, such an interesting filmmaker. There's other um, filmmakers in the festival, like we have Mika van Mekelen here, who's just about to show her Hungry Hill. Again, a beautiful, um, really individual piece of work that she co-directed with Michael Holly, And that sold out tonight, which is great to see that there's an appetite here in Cork, I think, for adventurous cinema.
0: And would you ever be tempted to do a Christmas festival again or is it back to October?
1: Uh, well, later tonight we have an IndyCorp nativity. So we're showing Christmas shorts down in our beautiful festival offices. Um City Easter Trust House. as well, I saw those yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, too soon to say. I'd say we probably need to have our Christmases <laughs> <laughs> and, and then reflect on it in the new year. But I think ultimately we're very happy with the early October slot. You know, it's a great time for students back in the city and... Yeah, it's probably a little bit more relaxed than the week before Christmas.
0: Oh, God. oh, thank you so much. It's a it's a wonderful lineup, and it's great to be down in Cork again. Thank you, Gemma. Perfect. I caught up with documentary filmmaker Mika Van Mekelen about her sensory, contemplative, sheep laden film, *Hungry Hill*. So, um, congratulations on your film. It's it's really gorgeous and lovely to to see it on a big screen can you can you tell me about um when it came together and working on it um
2: so Hungry Hill took a long time to to make it took really two years to bring it to a final stage and then now we've been really busy with it since August the premiere was in Galway and uh busy in a nice way and Michael Holly is my uh, co-director so it's great that there are two of us because we share share the load and and we've done that right from the beginning from coming up with the whole concept to the production and now this stage and it's our first proper feature film that we've worked on together so it's really good to have that working relationship.
0: And chat to me about the Arts Council scheme, so was this an idea that you were working on before you submitted or was it something that you comprised for it?
2: Well, I've always... Uh, no, I never comprise something specifically for funding because if you don't have something authentic, then it shows, in my opinion. So, I mean, I had this dream of making this film and I approached Michael to see if he would be interested in working with me on it. And then that was well, than, more than a year before we applied. Um, and... I had an awful lot of work to do because there was an awful lot of ar- there's an awful lot of archive in it, and archives expensive. So, I I had to do a lot of uh, negotiating and and talking and planning and um, so when all that was ready, that that was when I could finally make an application, and uh, I probably would have made some sort of film, um, not to the standard that this film is if I hadn't been able to access the funding um, so but funding is essential for just for you know to master the sound to grade it to bring it up to industry standard it's really really important
0: deliverables like yeah the you know like so that you can screen at festivals and just then submitting it to festivals like it's so it's such an expensive process as well yeah
2: without that without the, without the arts, arts Council it's it just wouldn't have happened in that way so yeah it's it's really been so um good for us really you know and we're hoping to continue in this way and uh it's hard to do that without the backing obviously yeah
0: yeah no no we are i think in in ireland we are so lucky with our funders and i do think like something like this especially the arts council it's something that is sort of observational like definitely important that it captures like a, a moment it, it makes these very interesting comparisons but then also we spend time in this kind of sensory experience of of that tell me about um you know you you knew it was something you wanted to develop you wanted to kind of you know have the, the two comparisons side by side of these these two different worlds and these two different eras and and and, and show that what was it actually like then implementing it like going to shoot it was it a much more physically grueling task well
2: there are so many aspects to this film and a lot of it happened on the on the during the edit um i was actively farming while i was filming so the boundaries are are very blurred sometimes for uh, you know i'm actually working while i'm filming which comes across and that's the sensory side.
0: I, and love, I love all the swearing. <laughs> I think it's so enjoyable. You just get that, oh, fuck it, fuck yeah, The my frustration son. of the physical,
2: yeah. My son isn't too happy about it, but um, <laughs> because that's what sheep do to you, to be honest. They, <laughs> they bring out the, the, the swearer in you, you know. But um, I wanted to say, I very much relied on Michael's um, academic background. That his We share an interest in sensory ethnography, so pushing those boundaries and um being able to do that was was really important and taking risks and um yeah so i think we've done that but but a lot of it happened during the edit it wasn't something we had completely fully formed before we started working and and there's a huge amount of footage still in my back catalog that was never used
0: and it like the edit process was this something that you would do as you're filming and make it bigger 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 was it something that you compiled everything and sat down in one big chunk and then left it how does that because it seems like such an organic style of film how I'm just very curious to how it manifested
2: it was an intuitive process the filming and the editing and I had to wait quite some time before I felt ready to start editing and um it It took me a couple of months before I could begin that process, so I suppose I did it in stages and very much um just very spontaneously worked on it and Michael came to to look at the edit a couple of times and the f- the first edit was very um a little bit chaotic I think yeah. and and we we had some hard conversations. And, and then it started to take shape, and, and that's
0: that's that's a very interesting point. So you're saying as a collaborative um, kind of pair, like, do you feel like that challenges you, like, just someone to be kind of upfront to argue for a point to make a better film? Um, the pair of you. So were, were you editing it alone and then showing it to Michael? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I, I was, and and then he he'd give me criticism, and and it made a lot of sense. And he'd also say, we'd also, he'd also said this, this part, I don't, I don't think it should be there. Why is it there? And then I'd say, well, it's there because of, for this reason. And then, oh, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. You know, so, so there was a great exchange. And also the sound, um, Tony's sound, once that came along and that, that came more towards the end, but that was really the final kind of cherry on the top in a way, you know, that makes it,
0: that does so much to the film always and the quality of it as well definitely that's the most immersive part of it I think you can feel that the machinery the, the kind of sound of the landscape like it really kind of gives that intensity to it when you're watching it Um, when you were editing it did you have to go back and film sections like is that when you see that you know maybe things aren't working pacing wise what would you
2: yeah I there was a point at which we thought we were there and I remember saying to Michael I think Michael did all the shots on Hungry Hill Um, we have no grass in this nothing it's all so bleak and very much towards the end Michael went back in the middle of summer and went up the mountain and when everything was lush and green and it was lovely and that that was a really nice way to end the film so yeah it starts to, to tell you what it needs at a certain point and it's a really nice way of working the lambs were lovely <laughs> they were so cute yeah that that was like i said i was really working with them that day so and yeah that it's nice to be able to include those genuine parts of of the farming um of the farming year in it
0: yeah one one of the things that's so enjoyable to watch i think i just never realized how bold sheep were i just <laughs> they're like <laughs> so bold it,
2: it, without be, you know going on about sheep too much I mean there there are so many different types of sheep and the ones that we own are hill sheep so they're really fast and they can jump very high <laughs> and they're it's not like lowland sheep that are more docile so there there is a variation and there's a difference <laughs> yeah
0: and what has the reception been to the to the film like you know kind of people in the like it's kind of documenting a piece of time and um, capturing a community.
2: It's been, it's changed my life, I think, considerably, because I made this about people that I know and that are living quite close to me, and this may fade in time, but I do feel it's had an impact, and there's a huge interest locally, and we screened it in the Martin Kenmare, and it was really quite an occasion, and it just recently screened again in Kenmare to a full theatre, so... I think it's intriguing people because it's not what you would expect. Um it, it makes people question, it makes people think. Um it mightn't necessarily be what they want to hear or but you know, I think if, if it causes a a change in perspective, it's a good thing. And and this film hopefully will continue to do that, you know.
0: And is there anything that you sort of because it's such a big process, like you cover so much in it, you really get everyone involved. There's such a sense of community to the film. Is there anything you learn from it that you'll bring on to your next project? Or what would you kind of say was your main lesson?
2: Um, Well, I've learned about my own work that I people think, oh, you're the artist that works in in farming, you know, in art. Uh, Your art is always about the rural and that's not the case now. And I've learned that. Um my art's about embedded knowledge and embodied knowledge and uh, it's about being in a place and and knowing the people and having really good relationships with them and and ga- get gathering trust and um kind of highlighting things that are possibly overlooked and sometimes considered irrelevant but they're actually not they're really important um and that's what the core of my practice is about. And I've learned that I can probably make a film just about anywhere as long as I'm invested in the place and the people.
0: And you're on your way to a sold out screening tonight. So thank you so much for chatting with us. And we'll let you go. Thank uh, you very, very much. Thank you. The Celebration for Best Emerging Female Director Awards took place at an all woman filmmaker reception in the bustling Maureen's Bar in Shandon. I caught a quick chat with filmmaker Sarah Corcoran.
3: So my film is called Unseen Guest. Um, it's kind of an experimental short documentary. Um, I just wanted to document the house that my father grew up in and that his father grew up in, um, which is it's kind of like a time capsule in a way, um, just full of lots of religious iconography, um, and I just kind of wanted to tell the story of the family and the house through symbolism and imagery and the objects that were left over, and you know, hopefully communicate the kind of residual energy that was left.
0: Fabulous! And does it touch on dark and
3: um, interesting themes like intergenerational trauma and <laughs> and? That's exactly what it touches on. So it kind of. Um, Like, I allude to things like alcoholism and suicide, which are pretty heavy, but it's kind of unfortunately a lot of Irish family story, I think. Um, But, like, I I did aim to make it feel a lot more hopeful at the end because I think there is a lot of healing with happening with transgenerational trauma, you know, as we kind of like free ourselves from some of the kind of Catholic guilt and shame.
0: (laughs) One of the first things I think is is acknowledging it, and art is one of the forms I think that's really important in processing it the whole way through through it so um and where did you where how did you get into film? What's your background? You mentioned um, fashion?
3: Yeah, so like um, I've always been really into film like since I was a teenager just watching film. Um I did fashion styling for about ten years and art direction and through working on like music videos and short film with that I kind of naturally kind of became interested in directing my own projects then. Fabulous
0: and what was it like watching it in a in a hometown basically?
3: It was amazing yeah because it like I shot in Shandon and I live in Shandon and the the gate is so close so it was kind of like a weird full circle thing and I just felt kind of like it was nice to memorise my family in that way as well like they probably never thought that they'd be kind of immortalised like that so it was actually really nice that it was so close to home (laughs) oh
0: and um Do you have this sort of bug now? Are you gonna go on and do your next three or four ones planned?
3: Yeah, I have a few like already in the kind of the planning stages and the idea stages and thinking about like I I started shooting one myself already just with myself as the actor so that's kind of fun just to like play around with all the different kind of roles of filmmaking. Like I really like a lot of the roles um, involved. And yeah, just a few other things that will be more collaborations as well that I'm working on, yeah. Great, we can't wait to see it. Thank you so much.
0: Indy Cork will be back to its regular slot not that close to Christmas so submit your film now via Film Freeway.